best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I am Matt Allen, your host, your KTAR car, KTAR car guy here with you every single Saturday to help you with your car, no matter what that is, whether it's a car problem, car question, you got that sticker up in the window that says your oil change is past due, or whether you should do it every 10,000 miles or not, or is it 5,000 miles? Or whatever it is that's going on with your car, we're here to help you every single Saturday at 11. And uh, Tim is not here today. He's out golfing and uh, doing his thing, which we got a full house in the studio today. We got Michael hanging out. We got Carrie as always. We've got Spencer from H&I Automotive, his wife, which I totally forgot her name, and uh, mother-in-law too. So we got, I'm bad with things. She's sitting over here laughing at me. We're short on headphones. So. Okay, don't call her Frank. Because that's what you called Spencer yeah, we'll five call times her, last, call last time Frank, he came on the we'll show. Call, so, yeah. her, uh, call her anything. So we've got Spencer in to help us out, answer some questions, and, and carry along. And I'm sorry if I messed up at the beginning there. I thought my microphone went dead. It went silent for a second. I, I'm used to hearing that music play a little bit longer. I'm not sure what happened. If I dumped it or what, when in or doubt, what happened. And you're not so, uh, hot yet either, Carrie. Can you can't so, hear me? Nope. Oh. So, uh, I don't know. What's going on? I think everything's working, but uh, nonetheless, we're here to help you with your car. So, whatever that is, the best way for us to help you, whether you're just out cruising around, listening, home doing a little to-do list around the house, or maybe you're tinkering with the car a little bit, give us a call and we'll help you out. 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And, of course, if you'd like to text, we can give that a shot at 411-923. So a lot going on in the car world. We're seeing uh, Spencer. Cars are... uh, I don't know what's happening with the new car sales. They're dying off, but I recently read something about, uh, you know, the average age of the car now. We're teetering on 12 to 13 years. Have you heard something similar to that? Yeah, that's about what we're seeing coming through our shop. People yeah, are holding tw- on to them a lot longer. 12, 12, to, 12 to 13 years or so. And they're, and they're um, you know, these cars need maintenance, obviously, and they need repairs. And what we really want to talk about today is diagnosis. I mean, sometimes it's a bad word for a lot of people, right? I mean, the, the consumer, like, what am I? What am I buying? Do I get? Am I getting something? Yeah, the the unknown when that uh, orange check engine light comes on is could be stressful. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and, and because the orange check engine light's on, we've talked about in the past. Can I ignore it? I mean, there's certain things you can ignore. But you can't really ignore them until you know what it is that you're ignoring, right? Right. I mean, ignore them on mechanics' advice, not not your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's um, so again, getting into doing those, getting into doing those diagnostics is money well spent. We were chatting before the show, and we have we have had um, all kinds of situations. I know we have all the war stories, and I'm sure. People out there listening have had war stories, and when I say war stories of, of you know, we get the car in. I think you talked about one earlier today where what, they had a, a check engine light problem, and maybe their friend or somebody knew a little bit about the car. Or they thought they did, and they did a bunch of work. Yeah, nothing they, fixed the car. Everyone wants to fix it them th- themselves. You know, you got the YouTube mechanics out there that, uh, you know, they they see the light, they feel the problem, and unfortunately, they just start throwing. Good money after bad, putting new parts on it, trying to fix the problem themselves to avoid that diagnostic charge at the shop to actually find out what's really the problem. Yeah, and, and, and exactly. So in, in that example, um, um, you know, what, I think what we talked about, that car ended up having a mechanical failure, a blown head gas or something. But it had that, you know, it's just a, a misfire, right? That's easy to fix. Right. It, it, it's got to be a coil. It's got to be a spark plug. Or, or it's got to be a fuel injector. But uh, that's not the case. So you can put all these new parts on the car. But if mechanically it's not sound, it's not going to fix it. And and that person probably now they 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 fixed the car. They did the head gasket ultimately, which is probably a 
very easily could be two, three thousand dollar repair, right? Very easy. And, and then, so they do that repair. They ultimately had to do that repair, but before they got to the point to making that decision, where they probably could have made that decision of spending one hundred and eighty, or let's just call it two hundred dollars or less, on diagnostic work and diagnostic services, but spend instead they probably spent their weekend, and what. Four or five hundred dollars on parts. Oh, at least. Yeah, and it did and four or five hundred dollars on parts, and it did absolutely nothing for them at all. So that's really the value in going to in going into having when you have that problem is explaining the problem, letting the shop know what's happening. It's important. I mean, we we uh, sometimes at the counter, I think the customer thinks we're interrogating them, right? But you probably have a list of questions that. Not, not necessarily a script. We can't follow a script in this business because not everything's the same. But we're going to start probing as a service advisor what's happening. Tell me more. Tell me what's been, you know, what leading up to this, right? What are some of the questions that you like to ask people to, to help diagnose the car easier? Um, the, the questions vary based on based on the car for sure. But, uh, you know, how, how long has it been doing it? You know, you're the one that drives the car all the time. So you're going to pick up on the, the slightest change. Before anyone else will, uh, is it doing it while you're driving? Is it doing it at idle? You know, is it a, is it a cold start problem? It does it not happen till the car is warmed up? Yeah, and, and all of those things matter. Every single bit of one of those little pieces of information make a difference because at the end, we're really going to relay that to the technician. The technician's going to go in and do the work, and, and all that helps. All those little things that you think may or may not make a difference really make a difference from the consumer standpoint to help us as the technicians figure out what's going on with the car. Absolutely. A lot more than people think. And then, you know, and then you think about the equipment that we have to have. I mean, I know what I spend in my shop monthly just on subscriptions. Well, I mean, <laughs> do we even dare say it? So it's in the thousands. Easy. You know, de- depending. I mean, you got to have the Toyota subscription. You got to keep your snap on tool running. You got to keep even just to have the ability to do Chrysler cars in diagnostics. It takes, what, three grand to keep that Y pod, I think, yeah. uh, going for the year. So there's a lot that happens. So there's a, and we can talk about that some more, but there's a big difference between going to the auto parts store and reading a code. And actually diagnosing the car. Those are two totally different things. And I, I kind of use the analogy real quick before we take a break. It's like if you want to mail your friend a letter, okay, you can send it to 85254. But that's just the neighborhood. That's all the code is. You go get a code P0 whatever, 300 or 305. That tells us it's in the neighborhood of number five cylinder. But if you want that letter to get there, you need the exact address. And that's what the diagnosis is. The code gets you close. The diagnosis gets you the answer. So any questions you have about diagnosis, maybe you have a story you want to tell us or a problem with your car. Maybe you got one of those pesky lights on. We can help you with that. Just give us a call. 602-277-5827. And if you'd like to text, we can do that at 411-923. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurt's Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record. And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurt's, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers. Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic. If your car hurts, take it to Kurt's. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Doors. When I was growing up, my mom had to work three jobs to save our house. I love my mom. She's the most important person in the world to me. When she moved into her new house recently, I looked at the parts that the builder put on her garage. Parts that were designed to break, and the first thing I thought was to replace the springs, rollers, and hinges. And I also added decorative hardware to make the house look beautiful. Did you know the garage makes up 40% of your home's curb appeal? I wanted my mom's garage to not only look good, but it had to work right, too. When I started A1 Garage, I thought about my mom, and I thought, I'm going to treat everyone just like my mother. Call today and take advantage of our $129 winter tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber to keep all those nasty bugs and winter out of your garage. The garage door is the smile of your home. Don't wait. Call A1 Garage Service, and you'll be smiling today. A1 Garage.com. 
Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. I won't do it. <laughs> you God wouldn't want to hear me squeal out Roxanne. So welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. And we've got Spencer from H&I Automotive in today helping us out. And if you're in the East Valley, H&I Automotive, two locations, Maine and Higley, in Higley and Queen Creek, been around for a while. Spencer was uh, came out of the life of a technician like most of us, right? Yep. I, I thought I could. I thought I could do it better. Well, you can, and you are, and and you know that's the same thing with me. We we probably worked for some good people in our in our past, and we probably worked for some bad people, right? And saw like that's not the way I would run my business, and then decide to go out and do it on your own and, and uh, having success with that. So, um, and, and I think for you, you started right from the beginning with the right nine H and I. What is it? Yeah, H&I stands for Honesty and Integrity. Yeah, and that's that's, uh, that's big when it comes to auto repair because it's it's the unknown for everybody. Is what What is that box? And, the, and especially today, right? Especially today. There, there's a lot of shops out there. Some are good, some aren't. You yeah. know, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, they actually have the bumper to bumper network to go find out because Michael Henry already did all the <laughs> the research for the good ones. Yeah, we've we've done the homework, and yeah, so that that reminds me, of bumper to bumper radio. It's just not this program every Saturday, but it's bumper to bumper radio dot com. But I think we better get to some calls. We've got a couple people holding, and plenty of open lines at six zero two. Two seven seven five eight two seven six zero two two seven seven KTAR. It's always interesting when we have a guest in. We, uh, you know, you could ask five mechanics a question. You can get seven answers, and and four of them are right, and and whatever. So we'll, maybe Spencer and I will have a debate here. We'll never know. But we're going to go with Gloria. It looks like Gloria's got a two thousand eighteen Chevy Cruze. Gloria, how can we help you today? Hello. Hello, Gloria. You're on. What's going on? Okay. So I have a 2018 Chevy Cruze, and I want to say maybe the end of last year, the engine light kept coming off. So the come on, go off, come on, go off. So I finally was able to catch it and take it to AutoZone, and the cold was, it was like the TDI something gasket. It's some part that's right in between my manifold and something else. So... I really don't know what that part does, but I think someone did mention that it could have something to do with air or something getting in somewhere. I don't know. I'm not a car person. Sure. But what I have noticed is that it's like my car is eating gas now. So Since, like when the light comes on, it eat gas. If the light is not on, it's not too bad. And I haven't had a chance to take it to a dealership because, of course, the dealership only wants you to bring it in when the light is on. Yeah. So I don't know do what we, to do from here. Sure. Well, we can guide you with that for sure because the light doesn't need to be on uh, in order, you know, in order to diagnose the car necessarily. But do you remember what the code number was? I didn't quite hear what you said. The description might be. I want to say it might have been like P107, but it was the TBI gasket. It's all the body gasket. So it's maybe. like okay. a, some little plastic piece that goes in between something. Okay. And it's like five bucks, but when you look it up online, as far as like labor, it's anywhere from two to $300. And I was like, well, I don't even really know, yeah. you know if it's worth getting fixed or not. So I've got some ideas in my head based on what you're saying, Spencer. Do you think you have an idea maybe? I'm thinking maybe a lean code, a 174, something like that. She's talking about a gasket. And yeah, that's that definitely where I was going. And it makes sense with the using the fuel. If, if the car has an air intake leak, it leans the car out. The car richens it up to compensate. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely going to burn a lot more fuel with that code. Yeah. So and and then so so Gloria, when you have a code, the code never tells you what the part is. The the code's kind of like you saying to the doctor, "Damn it, my finger hurts." You know. So they're not saying we got to do surgery in your finger. We got to go find out: is there a splinter? Is there a cut? Did, you know, did you smash it? Did you know what what happened there? So so there's no code. Like for example, we'll hear people say, "Oh, there's a code that says I need a new oxygen sensor." No, no. No, no, that's just the sensor sending the message. So that's where we need to get in to the di- to the diagnosis and do the testing. Now, the other thing that happens with that, Gloria, is and Spencer can talk about this too. When the code gets set, it sets freeze frame data. So we know you were going 37 miles an hour. The car had been running for 4,000 seconds or whatever the count was and what the throttle was. And the light may be off, but that data is typically still in the computer, right? Yeah, especially with the light going on and off. There's going to be something stored in the computer that a shop can scan and and see that data and and start doing diagnostics even without the light on. Yeah, and then she talked about a $5 part. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, the Chevy Cruises, they have those crankcase ventilation valves that that, uh, break similar to a lot of the European cars, BMWs and such. So, Gloria, really the thing that you need to do, you absolutely do not need to go to the dealership. I know you're in Phoenix somewhere. Go to -to bumpertobumperradio.com. Find a shop in your neighborhood. Doesn't need to be the dealer. And you're typically going to call and need to make an appointment and describe to them exactly like you described to us. How long the light's been on, what happens when it comes on, what you've noticed with the fuel mileage. And then you're probably going to have to part with the car today or for that day. And I, and you should expect that you're going to spend, Spencer, I mean, anywhere between $150 and $200 to, to diagnose. And I know our policy at my shop, I mean, if we open the hood and we go right to it, we're not going to charge like that, but we've got to have some room to work, right? Absolutely. Our, our policy is the same way. You know, fair to us, fair to the customer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you pop the hood and the hose is off, I'll put the hose on for free. Yeah. And then we'll go test drive it and scan it and give you a clean bill of health and say, hey, come see us see us next time. But the other thing I think that's important, too, when it comes to the, the diagnosis and stuff, just like going to the doctor, you have this ailment. Maybe your shoulder hurts. But he's not just going to focus on the shoulder. He's still going to give you a bit of a physical and check your heart, listen to the way you're breathing, and then look at your eyes. And the same thing when we're doing a diagnostic on the car. We're not going to just focus in on just why that check engine light. We're going to take a more holistic approach and take a look at, at everything. So thanks for the call, Gloria. Good luck with getting that fixed. And remember, if you need a shop, uh, bumpertobumperradio.com. So let's see. Stanley and Buckeye, similar kind of car. Well, Chevy Bolt. I don't know if that's a Chevy Volt or a Bolt or or what do you what do you got there, Stanley? How can we help oh, you today? Uh, I have a Chevy Bolt. Uh, actually, there's no there's no uh, nothing on. I was just wondering what to look for as far as preventive maintenance. It has a hundred twelve thousand miles on. Uh, I seem like notice does it like have a transmission that needs to be serviced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just want to kind of, I don't know a whole lot about the electric vehicles. Sure. Uh, I, uh, I don't know one of you guys that uh, uh, once said that uh, you worked at a shop and, uh, and someone was beaming because they uh, sold a, 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 a coolant flush for an air-dried vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. But, you know, we don't do a lot. We were talking about that a little bit at at, uh, before the show, actually, with Spencer on on the electric cars. I mean, it's such a small, small population of the vehicles on the road, and we're not seeing a lot of them. But um, but as far as is maintenance on them, I think the first place to go, Spencer, would you agree, is your owner's manual. Yeah, absolutely. They've they've got it spelled out in there for you as far as what the car needs and when it needs it. Yeah, and those haven't been around long enough. I mean, on, on your regular, I don't care if it's your Ford truck or your Honda Accord or Toyota or BMW. That's got a. They've been producing that engine for years, and and we know the pattern failures, and we know when we want to deviate from the owner's manual. But I would say on a on a on a Chevy Volt and one of those, the owner manual is going to be your best guide until you can start finding out if there's pattern failures because i 
believe it or not, they still have cooling systems. You know, they they don't they're, they're not they don't have an internal combustion engine, but they still have to have a cooling system to keep those battery inverters and other things cool. Um, I'm not sure of the other maintenance. They've got to have brakes, right? They got to have brake fluid. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the only systems that, that they still have is coolant and brake fluid. And, and then as far as failures, you're going to start to see the mechanical failures. You're going to see wheel bearings and, and brakes and those kind of things. But there's really not a whole lot that I'm aware of that you can do to prevent that. So I, I think when if you've got one of those cars, if you it's got 120,000 miles, you said. You've done something right to get it to this point. So I would keep doing what you're doing, and or if you bought it used, I guess I would take it in maybe to the dealer. In this case, would I, I normally say, I ah, don't go to the dealer, but on a Chevy Volt, I would probably take that to the dealer and say, give it the once over, like we say, the comprehensive vehicle inspection, give it the once over so that you know the car, and then um, and then go from there and see what their recommendations are. As far as that, Carrie, did yeah, you have do something? Electric cars have standard air conditioning. Um, well, you say standard air conditioning. Yes, it's it, yes and no. That's a dual answer. They still have an air conditioning compressor. They still have refrigerants and all the other components. It's just the compressor is not driven by a belt in the engine. It's driven, you know, it's an electronic compressor. Um, so there are some different ways to service those, even on the hybrid cars, right, Spencer? You can't use certain oils. I mean, it just, it, it they're not all the same. Yeah, every, everything's special now. Yeah, every, I mean, seriously, I think I talked about it last week, and even talking with a technician that I was interviewing this week, we have to go to the book on almost every single car. It's not like your 1979 Nova, where that that engine was in seven different models, and it was the same, and you, you knew what the timing spec was. I mean, they'll change mid-model year theory and operation on things, so, so you really do need to go to the book. At times, we have to be a librarian, not so much a technician. So we're going to take a quick break. Plenty of open lines at 602-277-5827. And if you want to text us, 411-923. Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com. What's the best used car to buy? And how should I make sure I'm buying the right car or truck? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accord Automotive. I get this question all the time, and sometimes the best used car you can buy is the one you're driving. But when it's not, or you're looking for a new, gently used vehicle for yourself or a loved one, make sure you get a vehicle inspection before you fork over your hard-earned cash. Let us do a thorough inspection so you can be confident you made the right choice. Give us a call or schedule an appointment online at AccordAutomotiveAZ.com. Accurate Automotive. Friends serving friends. Spring is finally here, and we're celebrating. Come join us for the next Bunker to Bunker two-person scramble at the Core and Crenshaw-designed OODUM course at the Talking Stick Golf Club on Saturday, April 29th. Don't miss this one, as it's loaded with special prizes, raffle, awards, and breakfast. It even includes a coupon for a second round of golf. It's open to the public, and singles are welcome, but space is limited. So sign up today. For info and registration, go to BunkerGolf.com. here, the host of Bumper to Bumper Radio in your weekly call-in car show. We do our best to get you the answers you need and mostly hit the mark. Take a listen to Diane, who had a problem with her Porsche. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, love, love your show, and I love the entertainment. So along with being the car guy, I'm now an entertainer. Get me an agent. Tune in to Bumper to Bumper Radio, Saturdays at 11, and give us a call right here on KTAR 92.3, Arizona's news station. Breaking news is always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now. KTAR News time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. Native American tribal members continue to fight plans for an enormous copper mine that's going to be put on land that they consider sacred. Tribal members say that they are increasingly worried U.S. officials will move forward on the project, even as they wait for a federal appellate court to make a ruling in the case. Now, during a hearing of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, federal officials said that a final environmental review is going to pave the way for the mine's construction.
construction, it's going to be in Oak Flat, which is east of Superior. The environmental uh, review could be published as early as this spring. Let's go ahead and check traffic now. Live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center, here's Tom Keeble. Thanks, Troy. Mostly been a pretty quiet Saturday on the roads. We were seeing some delays on the westbound Interstate 10 down in the South Valley by Chandler. Turns out there is a crash there. This one's westbound Interstate 10 at Queen Creek Road, and that's slowing things down pretty much all the way back to Riggs. So give yourself an extra 5, 10 minutes if you're coming up into the city from Casa Grande or Tucson. Also, we have a crash in Phoenix, a surface street crash, 7th Street and Thunderbird Road. Beware of that zone. One weekend closure, Loop 303. This one's westbound between Interstate 17 and Lake Pleasant Parkway. That will reopen Monday at 5 in the morning. Tom Keeble, KTAR News. Thank you, Tam. Thank you, Tom. Uh, KTAR weather for the Valley. Well, we're not going to get much of a spring. It's going to turn really hot really fast. Today, sunny and warm, breezy at times, 84 for your forecast high, 90 degrees for your Easter Sunday with warm conditions and breezy conditions as well. Heading into next week, afternoon highs on Monday and Tuesday, close to 100. Right now, the forecast high for those two days is 97 degrees. We'll stay pretty warm most of the rest of next week as well. Currently, 75 degrees in Apache Junction. Weather brought to you by Howard Air. Weather replaced to repair, call Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Hi, it's Becky Lynn. I can't say it enough. Please don't drink and drive. We are all still heartbroken over our wonderful friend Don's senseless death at the hands of a drunk driver. When you go out for an evening, think before you drink. It's easy to get home with a cab or a ride share. Your car will be fine till tomorrow, but someone else on the road might not be. Don't drink and drive. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all. The state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Doors. When I was growing up, my mom had to work three jobs to save our house. I love my mom. She's the most important person in the world to me. When she moved into her new house recently, I looked at the parts that the builder put on her garage. Parts that were designed to break, and the first thing I thought was to replace the springs, rollers, and hinges. And I also added decorative hardware to make the house look beautiful. Did you know the garage makes up 40% of your home's curb appeal? I wanted my mom's garage to not only look good, but it had to work right, too. When I started A1 Garage, I thought about my mom, and I thought, I'm going to treat everyone just like my mother. Call today and take advantage of our $129 winter tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber to keep all those nasty bugs and winter out of your garage. The garage door is the smile of your home. Don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service, and you'll be smiling today. It's your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. All righty, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday from 11 to noon to help you with your car, just navigating the ownership of that car. They're they're easy to own until something goes wrong, and then something goes wrong, you're going to want to have somebody in your corner to help you, and that's why we're here to help you with that. And, and remember, Bumper to Bumper Radio is the show on Saturdays. But 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's BumperToBumperRadio.com. So if for some reason you can't call me on Saturday and, and get some guidance, 
go to the go to the website, call the guy that's in your neighborhood, have a chat with them. Say, hey, I couldn't get into Matt over the weekend, or I just thought about this. What what's going on with my car? And, and I'm sure they'll invite you in, and would love to have you see their shop and become a customer of theirs. And and you can do that at bumpertobumperradio.com. And again, one of the guys you're going to find there is Spencer and his shops H and I Automotive. So Spencer's in. Thanks for coming in today. And help Thanks for out. having me. You, you're welcome. Always a pleasure to have you. It'd be nice to have you come in sometime where I'm not fumbling around and screwing up with uh, with the uh, equipment here, or calling you Nate or Frank, or you know, can't remember your wife's name, or you know, whatever. You know, a little scattered brain tear. Still, I'll use my still. I'm on two weeks of jet lag and being sick, but I'm I'm finally over that. So we'll we'll. Uh, I digress. <laughs> for, for, for the record, my wife's name is Jamie. Jamie, okay, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. I'll say it a million times and, and remember. So, and her mom is here with us as well, Jane. Jamie and Jane, we got the got the family. So we're yes, yeah, not often we have a studio audience, right? I know exactly. Maybe I've got a little, you know, I've got a face for radio. Now I've got five people in here with me, so maybe I'm getting a little uh, stage fright, a little performance anxiety here. Who knows? Who knows? But I'll tell you what, we got a full line of calls it looks like and uh i'm gonna let's see who we're gonna pick who's been on the hold the longest maybe janet in sun city is the winner looks like uh janet's driving in maybe a 20 something 14 dodge caravan how can we help you with that today yeah it's a 2016 um i've got an intermittent issue with um the buttons that that, that rotate through between mileage and 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 the, the tripodometer and everything else, sure. and I use the tripodometers. You know how much, how many miles did I get to this tank of gas? Sure, uh-huh. and I haven't exactly knocked it down, but every so often we'll be on the road and it's like we want to switch through something. You know, so how hot is it out there versus you know how many miles have we driven? And all of a sudden it won't work. Are those buttons on your steering wheel? Yes. That's exactly where I was headed. So so what you're saying is the dash control, so all the buttons on the steering wheel, so everybody else that's listening knows what you're talking about. So on your instrument cluster, your dashboard, you can switch between like trip A and trip B or maybe what the uh, oil life monitor says and all those different things and use the buttons on the steering wheel to do that. And so that's how that, yeah. that changes. So. Spencer, right away, nailed kind of what I'm thinking, and we'll tell you what the part is, and then we'll explain to it. It's probably a part in there called a clock spring. So you've all—that's what I was asking about because I I heard you a couple weeks ago explain that because it's it's intermittent, Mm -hmm. and I I after I heard that I checked, and at the time I'm having the problems because on the other side of the the buttons are for the cruise control, and those work. Uh, okay, those work. Does the horn honk? Um, I don't know. I haven't used yeah. it lately. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing, yeah. But but I, I, that's the direction that Spencer and I both looked at each other yeah. when you said that. And, and, and that's where I would be leaning. You know, there's some of those clock springs. The more controls you have, the more little wires they are. And it's a, if you take one of those apart and cut it, it, it looks like a ribbon, like maybe a waistband or a belt. And it might be... You know, yeah, six, eight, ten feet long, and it's got all those wires, and and just like a paper clip, it can only bend so many times before it breaks. Yeah. So you've probably got because what's what's really weird is ten minutes down the road, now it works. Yeah, it's just um, that's what we call an intermittent intermittent problem, and sometimes you want to wait till they break because they're they're easier to to fix when it's intermittent. I mean, Spencer, when you're doing diagnosis, an intermittent problem is typically going to take longer and longer is is more money. But there's some ways we can go in there and test that, right, without actually having it happen. Yeah, those steering wheel controls work off of ohm readings. So you can go to one end and hit the button and read the ohms coming back to, to test them because you've, you've got the clock spring, but mm-hmm. you also have the buttons on the steering wheel themselves that can also fail. Yeah, and we might even be able to hook up a scan tool where we can look at our laptop inter- face with the car's computers and see the command for that and if you don't see the command even like Spencer said you go to the opposite side and so we might put a sensor or a switch or some kind of test unit on there and then we'll turn the steering wheel and we rotate the steering wheel a couple turns and then it glitches out that's probably what it is 
um, short of diagnosing it. You know, I gamble sometimes. Again, if there was a, a little square in the craps table that said clock spring, I'm putting some chips. But you never know because sometimes you roll a seven, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it, it's definitely worth it, worth the diagnosis. So let's see. We're going to go with, um, what are we going to go? We're going to go with James in Phoenix right now. James has got, uh, looks like some kind of Hyundai Santa Fe sport maybe. What's going on? What do you have, James? Uh, hello, sir. Hello. Yes, I got. Um, I just bought the car actually a couple, like two or three weeks ago from AutoNation. I traded in a 2005 uh, Hyundai Tucson uh, for it, and everything has been going good except, well, except for the volume thing. Like your last call, I had with the clock spring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that does some funky stuff, but it's not that important right now. Um, but I guess I guess I just really have a maintenance question. I guess I noticed like on this car, there's no um, you know transmission dipstick, and it has 129,000 miles, and and I don't drive very much so the miles didn't really uh concern me very much just because i don't really drive a lot of miles but of course the maintenance comes into into play so i guess i'm just wondering is there uh i guess i just don't know if i need to change that transmission fluid because this car did have a a a tow hitch on it too so of course i don't have the history on it but that was the kind of question number one and number two is if this one also has a timing belt is there a way to check that and see if the timing belt is okay you know or i just hate to spend the money to get a new one if it maybe if it was done thirty thousand miles ago because i have no idea but those are the two things that concern me i guess the most i mean everything is fine right now you know, but those, I guess those, yeah, those two things are always my concern, I guess, with these cars. So perfect. Maybe Spencer and I will debate this one out a oh, little I love bit. Debates. So, but, but, okay. but what I would do? How long have you owned that vehicle? How I didn't, I didn't he just bought it. I mean, just uh, a month I, I ago, think I'm, or? I think I'm about on the. I like. I think I'm on the third week right now. Oh, I guess wow. something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Good. yeah. So that's perfect. So typically, what I would have recommended in the beginning is always to get a pre-purchase inspection before you, before you buy a car and have the have the car looked over. And now that you've driven it three weeks, you've maybe noticed some of the things a rattle here, or a click here, or something that may or may not be normal. Um, Spencer, what what would you recommend that he do with that car? For those problems, or just in general, to to do to to bring it in, um, definitely the pre-purchase pre-purchase inspection. Uh-huh. But I I feel as as you're the new owner to this car, what what's in your best interest is to maybe change all the fluids and make sure they're all fresh, and you can start with your own maintenance program at, at a, with a clean slate. Versus, you know, we can look at transmission fluid, and it may look good, but it may still need to be serviced. Yeah, exactly. So starting with a clean slate at 130000 I would service all the fluids, and now you know everything's done, and get on a 30,000-mile regimen after that to keep it in, in shape. Yeah, exactly. And I'm along the same lines of that besides just changing the fluids and such. I, I like a new owner of a car. We call it a comprehensive vehicle inspection. I think you use that terminology today, too. That car is new to you. It's new to us. Nobody knows the history. So that's something where if you were coming to, to my shop, for example, we would recommend now we're going to do the post-purchase inspection. You already bought it, but we're going to go over this thing. You know, like this that 50-year-old physical. We're going everywhere. We're checking everything. We really want to establish a baseline for that car, check all those fluids and such, and then we can tell you what needs to be done now, what the brake life left is, for example, as far as the measurement of the pads, and help you predict out the future of that car and get you on a maintenance plan so it's now you're starting from square one, and then you can now take care of that car moving forward and keep it at the same shop, and and now now from now on, your shop's got your history and you know about that car. Yep, and during that inspection, I'll also check i i think that car actually has a timing chain yeah i think not, so. not a belt so there shouldn't be any service on it if it has a chain but the shop can definitely confirm that when yeah, we do an inspection i think so too and then we'll talk about that sealed transmission when we come back we're going to take a quick break listen to bumper to bumper radio 
The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Desay, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Relationships matter. People do business with people they know and trust. In these crazy times, it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way. Someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work. People that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business. No mysteries, just honest professional care. We're Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends since 1994. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen, your host, and we have got a phone bank full of phone calls, and we must have triggered some questions and got some people thinking about their cars, Spencer. So we're gonna we're gonna get right after these. I did get a text message about a, a Dodge truck, a Cummins diesel, 2005, with a intermittently. I think you said a couple years. The ABS and brake lights have been coming on. Um, gosh, that could be a number of different things. So whoever the owner of that is. Again, I don't think that light needs to be on necessarily for the shop to do some diagnosis, but they, somebody's going to need to get in there, and you can't. You need a little bit better of a scan tool than sometimes they can just plug in at the auto parts store. We got to get deeper and maybe get into a ABS control module or, or a transmission control module to try and find out what's happening with those brake lights. So, again, that's one of those things where you're going to want to get some diagnostic work done. It could be a, something. It could be a wheel speed sensor. It could be a bad connection. It could be a, a bad solder joint in a control module. There's hundreds of things it could be. So, again, diagnosis is your friend. So. Let's get to these phones. It looks like we're going to go first with uh, Dave and Gilbert. Got a 2023, got a brand new car, Kia Stinger. What's happening? Yeah, I got a question. I, I run it pretty hard. It's a twin turbo, and for some reason, the fans never. I tried calling the dealer, and they said that it's oil cooled. Aren't the supposed to fans come on to turn the cool the turbos off when you turn the car off? The, I didn't quite understand. The fans are. I don't know. Well, the other fans that cool the. It's a twin turbo. Aren't sure. there supposed to be fans that cool the turbo off? No, the, the turbos no. are oil cooled. The, the best thing you can do if you're running it hard is let it sit and idle and allow the engine to cool it off before you shut it off for a minute or two. Yeah, that's the they thing. Let it sit 30 seconds before you turn it off. Yeah, a lot of people, Spencer, you've got some of the hot-rodded uh, diesel trucks, and I have in the past, and some people put turbo timers on there where you would just shut the car off and walk away. It would be sitting there running for a minute or two to, to help cool that down. But, yeah, that's the last thing you want to do is be ripping on that thing and then just 
just come shut it off and it's just cooking. You want to want to let it sit and idle, but there's not supposed to be a cooling fan on it. And, and uh, you know, admittedly, driving that thing hard. The one thing I can tell you, I don't care what the what the manufacturer says about the oil change or whatever. You better be using the best synthetic oil you can get and changing it every five thousand miles. Oh yes, I am. And, yes, for and, sure. And and even less. Check the owner's manual because some of those they're still sneaking into the three thousand mile oil change on those, and, and you might find yourself with a warranty issue. So keep that oil changed and, and keep it keep an eye on the fluid level. Um, Spencer, I'm sure you're seeing like us. These brand new cars are. Consuming oil. They right? they are consuming oil. It is. It's a it's a crazy thing right now. Yeah, I mean we have a, a good customer. He's got all kinds of weird cars, Maseratis and Fiats and different things. But he's got one of those little Fiat pops, turbocharged, and they say it's okay to burn set a one quart of oil in seven hundred miles. And they say that's with spirited driving. You know what the definition of spirited driving is? Over 3,000 RPMs. So if you got a tachometer in your car, drive around today and see how many times you go over 3,000 RPMs. I do it all the time. But, uh, regular basis. Yeah, regular basis, day in and day out. So, all righty, Tony and Gilbert got a Corvette. What's going on here with your Corvette, Tony? How you doing? Yeah, I have a Corvette that I inherited um, from a relative. It only has 2,000, it's an 07 Corvette. It only has like 2,000 miles on it. There was nothing wrong on it with wow. it. When it will stop being driven, but it's been sitting up for like 10 years. So I want to know, what do I need to do to get it back up and running? Well, you're in Gilbert, so I guess what I would do is this shameless plug and say you should take it over to H&I Automotive and uh, do exactly what we were talking about with the gentleman that bought the bought the uh, the used Hyundai. You got the car. It's been sitting for 10 years. You know, it's probably not going to have a lot of wear and tear. Tires, Spencer, tires are going to, probably going to be garbage. doesn't mean you need to go put tires on it today, but it's a Corvette. You're, you're going to probably go stretch the legs on that thing a little bit. But uh, if it does it start and run? And no, it hasn't, it hasn't been run. It hasn't been started in, in 10 years. Okay, so it's not no. even doing that. So, Spencer, how, uh, how would you handle it? What would you do with that car? Well, I can, I can tell you sitting for 10 years, whatever gas is in the tank is definitely bad. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. My number one concern is the gas. Yeah. So that that's the first step. And then depending on what the gas did, you know, as gas sits, it kind of turns into tar. And, it's you know, it, it may need a, a, a tank, a fuel pump. Um, yeah. Just to get it back, just to get it back running, and then we can do an evaluation after that. But uh, that, that's definitely the place to start is to get get that bad gas out of there and and get something fresh and see if it actually runs. And, and I don't want to scare them, but you know we we talked about this with the diagnostics and stuff. We got to do diagnosis, and sometimes do we just want to rip the bandaid off right now and, and, and tell Tony you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars, right? Yeah. I mean. I mean, right. It, it, right. So, so you need to come into that, and if, and again, if you're coming to my shop, same kind of thing. First and foremost, you need to know you're going to spend some money. So, we're going to want to, if we get get a battery in it first and foremost, and then if we get lucky, maybe we maybe we can bypass the fuel pump relay or use the scan tool to run the fuel pump and use the pump to pump what's in it out to avoid having to to. Uh, to pull the tank, which can get expensive, and then put some premium fuel in there, maybe even pump some more of that out, and then fire in the hole and see what happens. See if it runs. Then if it runs, we're going to carefully monitor that, let it maybe go through a cooling cycle and let it heat up. I think the biggest thing, I don't know if you would agree, Spencer, um, is, is you know the transmission fluid, yeah, it's going to go bad over time, and it probably should be changed. But the biggest thing I'd be worried about on that car would be the coolant and the corrosion. What do you think? Yeah, definitely the coolant. Uh, electrolysis is a, is a big deal. And with the coolant just sitting there, it it, it tends to harden back up. Mm -hmm. So it's not just because it started liquid doesn't mean it's always liquid liquid inside the system when it sits like that. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is get it running. You know, if that was in the shop, we're going to have it for a couple weeks probably. You're going to want to get it in, get it running, and just let it run and see how it runs before we just start making a bunch of repairs. And if we notice a little coolant leak somewhere, we might just let it leak and see what else is leaking. Take it for a test drive. You're going to want to flush the brake fluid, a new battery, probably some new coolant. Like you said,
bed, change the fluids, and then get it out and drive it and keep your checklist of what's going on with the car and then probably have a second visit and, and, and including an oil change. And, and, and I don't know what you think, Spencer, but I'd probably do an oil change and then I would, I would short the next oil change. I wouldn't wait you know, the full distance. I might only go 1,000 miles or 3,000 miles and, and service it again just to kind of, quote, flush the engine. Yeah, that's what possibly. I was going to say. Do, do a half-life, you know, 2,500 miles. Yeah. Just just to make sure everything's well lubricated. Uh, the there, There's a disadvantage to a car just sitting there. Yeah, it's just as, it's worse sometimes. It, it's, it is sometimes worse than had the car had 100,000 miles on it because the, the seals still dry out. There's no fluids running through the engine to, to lubricate anything. So... Although it's not leaking a drip right now, it may start leaking a leaking when you when you get it fired up, which is what Matt was saying. You know, yeah. let let it let us test drive it, let it run in the shop, let's see what's going to come from it, yeah, and then we can make an evaluation from yeah. there. Yeah, we might drive it two miles and just come back and let it sit and idle for a half hour and shut it off because some things leak hot, some things leak cold. You know, that thing might be bone dry. Shut it off and come out twenty minutes later, and there might be a puddle under it. So, uh, but hey, you got it. Looks sounds like you got a, one heck of a car. So. Uh, That'll be certainly be nice to get that all fixed up and enjoy it. So let's see if we can squeeze in one more here. And we're going to go. Uh, David Mace has been on hold a while. Dave's got a 1998 Zuzu Trooper. Dave, how can we help you today? How you doing? Doing wonderful. Good. Hey, I, I wanted to call and get your opinion. Uh, the Trooper runs, by and large, it runs really well. Um but I had I had an issue yesterday where I uh, started it up and it had run for a while, so the engine was warm, not hot. I started it up and it just wouldn't stay on idle, so I had to feather the brake on the way home. About halfway home, um, all of a sudden it picks up its idle again and it's fine. So I let it sit, started it up, it's no problem. But you know, it sounded to me like an intermittent failure. But I was wondering if maybe you had an idea of a couple places I could look. Gosh, so you had to so you had to throttle it and keep it running. Um, in order, did any warning lights on the dash? Did you get a check engine light? No, no warning lights, no check engine lights. Gosh, you know when you uh, first, it, you know, once you got it off, once you got it off idle, it, it ran perfectly. You know, it's just coming up to a stoplight, it would slow down, slow down, slow down, and then it just wouldn't hit idle; it drop right past it. Yeah, and then you'd have to feather the throttle. You know, at first I was going to say we maybe had a big vacuum leak, Spencer, maybe an air boot broke or something, but that's not going to fix itself today. You know, yeah, that I, doesn't be intermittent. I so. was thinking more along the idle air control valve hanging up, which is why it won't idle. Maybe the throttle body is really dirty. Yeah. Um, I know some of the some cars, if the battery cables are loose, they're not going to want to idle right. So, you know, start oh. start simple and make sure battery cables are tight. Yeah, just, but uh, definitely looking at the idler con- idler control system. Don't take that air boot off. Look inside the throttle body. If it's really coked with carbon, clean it up. Let let the air, the car's got to breathe. Yeah, exactly. And what he's talking about there, Dave, and I got to make this really quick. The idle air control motor is just basically a controlled leak, if you will, or it's it's a bypass of the throttle. So it's just like you stepping on the gas a little bit, but it's a motor that's opening and closing fast, really fast to obtain the idle. You turn the air conditioner on, that motor opens up a little bit more and causes the passage. It might have got stuck and hung up in some carbon and then kind of cured itself. So that's where we'd be looking. So right up to the minute again, H&I Automotive, if you're looking for a shop in the Mesa-Gilbert area, look them up. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio, and we will see you next week.